many Bothans died to bring us this podcast. Do you need a whistle? Like, I don't know what you're trying to do. Oh, cool. Oh, cool. Okay. The young men are back in the city. Cool, 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 cool. Sign language doesn't work in, when it's audio. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> so, welcome to episode five. Hello. Episode, episode six. Episode seven. Just in case you have to you pick one of those. Because <laughs> I don't know what episode we're on. Hello, hello, hello. Hello and salutations to everyone listening. Bienvenidos and marhaban. Arigato gozaimasu. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the end. Don't. <laughs> 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 it was nice talking Namaste. <laughs> You're going to stay where? Holy oh, You remember last time we, we started like this? People hated it. Really? Yeah. We're going to cut, we're gonna cut no, all this out. No, we're not going to cut anything. People have to go through this. They the, have to feel it. Exactly. They have to earn. What would it take? They have to earn the right to hear. What would it take for you to edit this out? Would it be making mouth noises? No. (laughs) No. No. No, it's going to stay. Anyways, uh, welcome to episode, insert uh, number. It's actually episode five, actually. Everyone, it's episode Episode five. Episode cinco. I think it's actually six. No, it's episode five. Six, okay, six, right. six, six, right. six, six. Now mm-hmm. that sounds weird. It's episode five, though, not six. Okay, episode. episode five. Welcome to episode five point six of the podcast strikes back. <laughs> a new podcast, which is a which breaks off of <laughs> Age of Apocalypse. <laughs> ah, this is the first time we've you know we've only done five episodes, and now we're doing a break off episode. Spin-off. Spin-off mm. is the word. Yep. Mm. Like Star Wars 7 to get there. <clears throat> We're doing it because, you know, there's, there's three of us. We're doing a super uh, a super specialized podcast. There's three of us. Yes. And, uh... So, Age of Apocalypse. It's been a... We've been at this for a long time now, guys. We're basically old pros. Yeah. It's been a good run, guys. And none of run. this actually involves pros. As in P-R-O-S-E. Just kind of using some some puns. some homonyms puns. up in this podcast. Homonym puns? No. no. Puns are no funs. That's what I learned. We promise everyone listening that we'll actually get to talk about cool stuff eventually. Yeah. So I hung out in <laughs> Panera Bread today. Mm. Had a coffee. Uh, mm. Watched some videos. A little bit of studying it was great. A little bit of studying in a Panera Bread. Yeah. Facility. Yeah, it was weird that that I was making sign language at the. Screen. You know, people used to do that in Starbucks. A video. Yeah, the Starbucks that's in my that's you know in the city where I was at today. It's just it's a little too intimate. People uh, at the counter can always see me wherever mm. I'm sitting in the Starbucks. I like the in Panera. They have random different like walls walls in like different angles and stuff and so you can like sit behind them and so they never know when you're stealing coffee i mean there's no (laughs) coffee behind there to steal (laughs) i might be cutting away wallpaper i don't know vandalizing in some way that's what they should be worried about anyways we've got some uh some nerdy stuff to talk about so let's nerd it up in here yeah we we should also address no, it's fine. People can see us. Or, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't think they'll be offended and tell you to let let on that you didn't have any clothes on. Oh, Not that you didn't have I any clothes on. Abdiel's dress. That's where that was going. Oh. But, but I mean, he's also got manly clothes underneath the dress. It probably se- it seems warm. Are you warm? I am. It's yeah. It's cold outside, though. Large so. flowery mm-hmm. dress. It's a dress over a hoodie and a t-shirt and some uh, yoggers. So... And despite what you think, he's not pulling it off. <laughs> we wish yeah. he would pull it off. We wish he would take it physically off of himself, but... But oh, alas. No. It's stress costing me a ton of money. <laughs> I'm using it. I'm wearing it. <laughs> I spent the money. Oh. Yep. It's a size too You took small, dress but... clothes in a different direction. I said, yeah. wear dress clothes for this... For this. <laughs> And I, hey, I was like, what a coincidence. I just bought a dress. 
Anyway. Don't let anybody anyway. tell you it's not cute. Anyway. Punch the person that tells you it's not cute. <laughs> I will. So my name is Tyler Erroneous. Uh, hashtag El Capitan. Erroneous? So, yeah. like, you are... Unnecessary? Mi- okay. You, you, you make mistakes? Wait, yeah, yeah, yeah. You like, are the like, mistaken Tyler? You... <laughs> Like, I was like I, error, like I, when you touch yeah. something weird in a calculator and just it says, is erroneous. I am, I am, an, I am a sudden dialog box on your computer screen that makes you, oh, oh, you know? I like that. It's like a like a oh, human. No. It's like a human pop up. But I'm the one where it has an ignore button. You can click that. <laughs> oh, okay. And you can deal with the error another time. He's a human pop up. Like yeah. no matter where you are, and something goes bad, yeah. Tyler pops out right there. Exactly. And, goes, oh, and you don't really want him there. No, he's just there. He's just giving you like useless information. Yeah. And and half of the time it's inappropriate. I'm like, I'm like this, this website doesn't have a security certificate. Whatever. Like who cares about that stuff? Half of the time it's offering you stuff that you don't really just need. Go ahead and put your com- put your credit card information in anyways. Like no one's gonna, no one's gonna steal that. You can't like. There's no person in the computer. You can't, know, right? you can't take that somewhere. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's uh, why you buy. Okay, and personal ad block. Mm. Yeah. Exactly. Mm. Yes. And you are? I am uh, Abdiel, the human sarcophagus, and that's it. You're making me think of like uh, like a mummy. Yes, but no, I'm what uh, protects the mummy, what holds the mummy inside of it you have something inside of you so it's like i have something that's been dead for a long time covered in gauze mm-hmm. keep mm-hmm. that keep that stuff well preserved know, contained anyways uh and you sir my name is charles the boom gibson mm. the boom simple the boom i was talking to someone the other day about how how everyone it. hates uh, th- that guy who finishes sentences for you you're like i'm gonna say something and then i try to finish your sentence and you're like that's not what i was going to say but that's right. That's that's okay because I'm that guy today. because today you're the human pop up. So that's what you're supposed to do. You're just supposed Erroneous. to pop up out of nowhere. Pop out, pop out, <laughs> and then just I just pop up out of nowhere. And then just annoy the heck out of people. So that's oh good. yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, I'm kidding. That's wonderful. So on the agenda today, we got the the video games. Ba, 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 ba. And what is the, uh, that kind of mm. reminded me of the, that noise that just now was like, the, what's Which the little bird? What's the, oh, there's the, there's the monkey and the bird on his back that can peck stuff. Banjo-Kazooie. Banjo-Kazooie. Mm-hmm. What, what noise did Kazooie make? Like, was I don't it, remember. Was it like, Kazooie? Um. <laughs> <laughs> sounds pretty accurate. Uh, maybe if he was a Pokemon, then yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He communicates by re- just saying his name over and over again. Or, or, or the name of his species yeah. over and over again. That's wonderful. Wouldn't that be great if that would really, in, the, in, in this world, like if dogs would just like, dog, 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 dog. And then cats would be like, cat, 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 Squirrels are just running squirrels, on the squirrels, island squirrels. like, squirrel, squirrel. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> screaming Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like a, there's gotta be a nature video out there like that. Yeah, it's true. It has to happen. Kind of like the kangaroos. A little more direct kangaroos. version of the of the Carl video. That guy punched the kangaroo. So we watched it. We watched a video where a guy punched a kangaroo in the face, right. and the kangaroo was just so taken aback. He like <laughs> he just backed away. He could just not. He looked around like what just happened, and then he jumped away. He could just not believe that a human just punched him in the face. The guy just walked away, like turned his back to this kangaroo right after he punched him in the face. Yeah. Like, wow, he just he just knew that like he had put it in its place. <laughs> yeah. He wasn't even he wasn't worried about reprisal or anything. <laughs> no, was it was amazing. <laughs> I'm talking a kangaroo, and I, I know I got some powerful you know legs. I'm I can gonna, imagine I'm lash out in anger. I can imagine that kangaroo hopping back to his kangaroo village or whatever, and just be telling another kangaroo. You're not going to believe what just happened. This human just punched me in the face. <laughs> I was just... I just had an arm lock. Uh, headlock know. on this dog, right? Yeah. <laughs> and this guy yeah. came up and punched yeah. me. Yeah. Right in the face. No just way. Punch me. No way, man. Yeah. 
Oh my goodness. Yeah, I should yeah. have made a better Australian I'm accent. I'm going to tell everyone. <laughs> no, hey, no, 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 This was in confidence, man. This was in confidence, man. Oh, man. This was in confidence, well, I man. I have confidence this that everyone confidence, is going to love that story. <laughs> okay. Anyway, go back. Go, that guy got shunned, stuff. that kangaroo. Okay. So what do we, preview, in five words, no more and no less, what do we have to look forward to in video games? Okay, I'm just going to cut straight to the... Chase? To the straight. Oh. I'm going to cut to... Straight okay. to the point. That was already too So, um, we got two items on today's video games uh, agenda. Uh-huh. First item is that in a little show called The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, I love that show. Um, Mr. Uh, Reggie, Reggie something something. He's the Reg- Nintendo Reggie Watts. There no. you go. He's, he, no, <laughs> he right. goes with it. <laughs> Reggie Watts has had an say it with confidence. So That's all matters. exactly. So Reggie something something the uh, Nintendo uh, of America represent representative or he's like the head of yeah the head of Nintendo of America brought with him two items to the show and, and they, he let uh, host Jimmy Fallon play a little bit of one Ma- uh, Mario Mario that's how you say it you Mario. Say Mario. Okay, can, you, can I say I like Mario it, I like or Mario? I like Mario okay Mario Run and he also brought the Switch the new console the Nintendo Switchamaru that's the name of it when you google it it's called the Nintendo Switchamaru what is, is that one word? It is one word. One full word. A switchamaroo yeah, of words. that's a crazy title. So, the Nintendo Switchamaroo, which is the console that we talked about in the last episode, it's, it's like a home console, uh, to go. handheld, hybrid, that really doesn't want to commit to anything. It's like Gibbs' ex-girlfriend. She wanted to be his girlfriend, but she also wanted to be somebody else's girlfriend. Man, that's so So, <laughs> that's kind of Nintendo. I knew where I was going with this. So I was like, that's oh, that deep. That deep. <laughs> that, that's, that's kind of what Nintendo had in mind when they made the hybrid. The, I mean, the, the Switchamaru. Uh, but anyway, and, and with the Switchamaru, he brought Zelda, the new Zelda game, Breath of the Wild, or something like that. And he would but, not let Jimmy Fallon play for a while. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jimmy was like, let me have it. Jimmy let me play. Play. Give it to me. Jimmy was so excited. Was like, now, when you fight bad guys, he's like, I know how to do this. <laughs> I've been playing video games since forever. Okay, anyway, so the, the cool thing, I'm just going to mention two cool things real quick, Simaru. Um, Mario Run is going to come exclusively to the iOS uh, systems. Which is interesting because it, there's a little bit of a partnership there. There's not really games that are exclusive to either Android or iOS. This is like a first time where a company, a big company, makes a video game and says, Hey, Apple, you want to give me some cash so that my game only comes out on your console? Yeah, there, there are exclusives, but this is the first like company relationship. Oh, okay, exclusive. yeah. But, uh, but I have to say, though, uh, it is under... I, to my understanding, I think they mentioned it, that the game will eventually come out to Android, but it will stay for a long time just on iOS systems, probably like a year or so. But there's another thing that is the first time a video game app for phones does. You can pre-order the game. So you can pay for the game even though the game is not on your hands yet. It's a really smart thing to do. Because digital things, you know how they run out? So <laughs> it's good to pre-order them so that they don't run out of on the, day, uh, the computer data on their servers. Yeah, they, they want they want people to feel special so they only make so many digital copies. Exactly. They, you know, data before it runs out, man. Exactly. Everyone would lose respect for them if they just had like un- unlimited copies out on the release date. Exactly. That's weird. Like, What's the point to even yeah. owning it? It's exactly. not even special. It's, all games are really sm- like first of all social Trade symbols card games. and then oh. maybe fun if possible. You can <laughs> fit that into the game. Exactly. But now for seriously uh, it, is the, it is the first game on I on, on phones this is the first app that you can actually pre-order this is normal in uh, video game consoles and even in, in the video game softwares like Steam on the computer to pre-order games to be able to mm-hmm. pay for the game before it comes out so that when it do comes out you can just you know play right away at 12 you can save literally 12, seconds exactly you'll save literally like 2 minutes and not really because you just be spending those 2 minutes before the game releases 
so that when the game actually comes out, you don't have to spend those two minutes then. When you get up at midnight, and, and you can you're just like, Go! exactly, <laughs> you can just skip through those two minutes. Uh, yes, Gibbs has so, uh, his hand. Uh, for all you listening, Gibbs has ra- raised his hands. But as as the teacher, you don't have to call him. As he has something to say, <laughs> and I'm gonna let him have, say I have, something. I have an okay. Yeah. So all jokes aside, pre-ordering is actually a really good idea. Oh, yeah, for the company, yeah. Because um, gaming on mobile is very casual. People aren't like gamers where they're like, oh, I got to go out midnight and buy this game and play it. I'm looking forward to that. People on on the phone are just, you know, soccer moms and guys driving back and forth to work. And there's people. People waiting on doctor's office. Oh, I want to get that. And so you can buy it and pay for it. And then they have it it when it comes out. They don't have to think, oh, I want to get it this time. So that's why it's a good idea. Is all kinds of people can buy it beforehand. Nintendo gets the money, and the people don't have to worry about like missing it if they really care. Yeah, well, I mean, that kind of, I mean, that's a, a good way of putting it. I personally think that really there's not that much. It is not really advantageous for the consumer. For the company, it's obviously advantageous because they're getting your money as fast as possible. It's just what they want. Uh, but for the consumer, you know, it doesn't really. I don't think it really helps. Um, that much, you know, it does. It, it does help the consumer kind of keep it on the on the back of his mind. Yeah. yeah. And, and when it do comes out, he's like, "Oh, that's right. I I already bought this game a month ago." Well, it just pops up on the screen. Yeah. yeah, and oh, the game's crap. gonna come out uh, December fifteen, by the way. So four days from now. Oh, uh, yeah, probably by the time people are hearing this, it's already out. Probably. Um, so two things uh, that I wanted to mention about the Switch they mentioned in Jimmy Fallon that's going to come out next year March of next year March. so that's really really uh, fast yeah and considering that they released the Wii U in 2013 I believe it was so that means that the Wii U will be four years on the market by the time the Switch comes out I think the yeah I think definitely uh, they only sold like 10 units exactly like that, so so, <laughs> so I, I think it's safe to say that Nintendo realized that the Wii U is not going anywhere so they just need to move on which is smart and it's good for people because people I think that was probably like the, the name of it is the best possible reaction they could they could expect Wii U and that's it <laughs> that's right um uh, the Wii U I mean the Switch no, we'll forget about the Wii U the Switch and Maru it's actually it's actually it's ironic that it's kind of like a Wii U too because it has the tablet, you know, and it's kind of. I know it's, it's kind of like a like Wii U. Let's just try it again. That it should have been the Wii. Let's try again or it something would, like that because it, it's not even that much powerful than the Wii U even. But so, Nintendo's been going for this dual screen gaming thing a lot, like with the 3DS and the yeah. DS. Yeah, and then with the Wii U, yeah. The Switch and Maru doesn't do the dual screen Exactly, thing. so this is kind of like... Like five models in, they're like, we're going to make this work! <laughs> like you've had, double screens forever! You've had the double screen thing, it's a very commodity, and now it's gone. Like, this is the end of the double screen, I feel like. For Nintendo. Yeah, for Nintendo. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, it, yeah. it's good riddance. At least they, they. I don't. I, I don't have. I. I can't move my my two eyeballs on, on different so directions. They finally. They finally <laughs> figured out that everyone outside of Japan can't move their eyes like that. Exactly. We're not chameleons. <laughs> they, they finally figure out that chameleons are actually a really small user base. <laughs> It's not a. It's not a and really. No, and the chameleons don't have opposable thumbs, so <laughs> exactly. You're like really limiting yourself. Um. There's a much bigger audience out there. Apart from chameleons. There's another joke in there somewhere about changing <laughs> colors, but I can't find it. Don't worry about it. It'll come, it'll come to you when it's late. Like, <sighs> when it's too late. It's too late. Yeah. Like, Husky's eyes, they're different colors. Anyways, uh, it also there's also going to be a big press conference for the Tsuchimaru on January. Well, they were potentially just, pro- probably just mention the specific day that will come out and things like price and things like games that we can expect for it. Um, it seems kind of cool. I, I, we talked about it last episode, how we felt about it. Uh, I kind of think it's, it's kind of cool to be able to just pick the console, in my personal opinion, and being able to just kind of lay on your bed and play a game before you go to bed. I think that's kind of like a, like a good idea. You can play, you can get in like 30 minutes or, or, or an hour there before you go to bed. So that's pretty cool. I remember when new, new N64s were like 150 at one point. Yeah, well, that's over. Forever. I wish. 
I think they should go back what, to that. Well, I just think they should. But I'm gonna tell you this: Do you remember? Do you remember that? But do you remember when uh, N64 cartridges were 180 dollars, or, or I mean, sorry, 80 to 100 dollars? No, because I've never lived in Puerto Rico. <laughs> no, it, it was like that everywhere. Okay. It was like that here too. The uh, N64 games were extremely expensive because of the cartridges. Because Nintendo had their own branch that made the cartridges. Mm. So they needed to be able to pay for that factory that was making cartridges <laughs> and pay the workers. So they had to charge. Because nobody else would do cartridges anymore. For how long a time? Think CDs. Huh? How long a time was it really expensive, do you think? Just generally. Just what, how expensive? The, oh, the cartridges? Yeah. Because um, they got much cheaper, Ooh. obviously. Yeah, eventually it got like, cheaper. But it got cheaper because nobody... like. They not not enough people were buying them, so not necessarily it wasn't necessarily because. But N sixty four sold a lot better than the like for the time than than like GameCube did. The next no, generation. oh well, yeah, that is true. That is true. Well, that it was a very popular console, so they must have gotten the to price put it of, into perspective. Though the Nintendo sixty four sold thirty five million copies, uh, thirty five million consoles. I'm sorry, but the PS one, which was the the rival of the N sixty four, sold a hundred thousand million. So a billion. I'm sorry, a <laughs> hundred million. I'm sorry, a hundred okay. million. So so when you compare a hundred million to thirty five million, you know the. And by the way, the Super Nintendo... <laughs> and Nintendo's never caught up ever since. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Super Nintendo sold 45 million. 64 sold 35 million. And the GameCube sold 25 million. So it was kind of going downhill. And then the yeah. Wii sold a whole bunch. But then the Wii U sold just 12 million. Uh, or maybe a little bit more than that. But but yeah, so the, the Nintendo 64 was definitely not doing how they would have liked it to be doing especially since it become it, it came after the super nintendo but somehow everybody still ended up having one <laughs> it is true yeah that is true Some, it was just that like somebody I guess one person had it and then he sold it to the next person <laughs> yeah so everybody had one but it was like the same five copies me that's pretty much it I because i got mine from my cousin <laughs> my cousin didn't want it anymore he got a ps1 so i got mine at a garage me. sale just like my super nintendo before that <laughs> good anyway moving to the next <laughs> unit we got that and the next unit something real quick hideo kojima who is uh Extremely famous uh, video game designer, uh, the creator of very famous games like Son of the Enders and oh, yeah. the Metal Gear oh. series. Oh, oh. Very known for the Metal Gear series. <clears throat> He's been making games since before Super Nintendo, since Nintendo days. He was uh, given the in the he was given the Industry Icon Award at the Video Games Award this December first, two thousand sixteen. Uh, so that's like a pretty, the, pretty much the biggest award that you can get in the video game awards. Uh, I mean, I don't know about that, but let's just say that is what it is. Well, Moving guys, on. You want to talk about the comic section now? Comic books. We're not going to talk about any. Yay, specific, We're not going to talk about any specific comic books except for the ones that we mentioned specifically. Boo. <laughs> but, <laughs> I, I think I was thinking of talking about this last podcast and then it didn't work out because of time. So now I can't remember what made me think of this. I read some article somewhere, made me think about how every time there's every time there's a female driven comic book that comes out, mm-hmm. everybody says, I hope they do this one right because comic books have long, you know, put women in, in certain situations or whatever over sexualized them or made them like damsels in distress or just done something that motivates does something to the women that motivates the guys to be like heroic or whatever and they take to get revenge or whatever there's a cer- certain tropes in comic books that, that have often applied to women and a lot of people are upset have been upset about it over the years <clears throat> so you have so you have like comic book new, new comic books come out and people are like okay as a female protagonist um and people are like super critical of, of like everything, every female protagonist in a, in a comic book now. And then when it doesn't pass, pass their version of what a good female character should be, they get upset. Like, oh, what a wasted opportunity. All this stuff. So like to get your opinion, this little conversation started, like what does it take to have a good char- female driven character story? Mm. Like, what does that mean to you? Mm. I guess just just to put my own thoughts into it, please. Do it so. seems like in in movies people have like the, the Bechdel test, right? They're like two women have to be talking to each other about something other than men. They just just have like, but apparently that's like really hard to find. More than one woman with a speaking role in in a movie where they talk 
not just to men, but to each other, and have a conversation not about men. Mm. Apparently that's pretty rare or whatever. Well, yeah, I'm... Oh, see, there you go. On uh, Wikipedia, asks whether a work of fiction features at least two women who talk to each other about something other than a man. Mm. Sometimes requiring that the two women be named. <laughs> so, there's, there's the idea. And, and it's true. A, a story that doesn't have those things... But, but, okay, sure, not have women be limited to only talking about men. Oh, you know, about, about being, mm. just men are being, being, being attractive to them or fighting over a man or something like that. So, sure, yeah, women should have problems other than <laughs> talking about men. Yeah, I mean, but, women, women need to, sometimes they have problems like, like when they're trying to make a sandwich. They can talk about that. <laughs> they can talk about, like, when they're trying to, like... Right, put makeup and 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 fix their hair. So, so that, you know, those are real problems, guys. Like, so you have like you're okay. specifically make a sandwich. You have to go make a sandwich. <laughs> Captain America says to Iron Man, "Oh snap, Thanos is coming to destroy the world. We need to stop him." That wasn't talking about women, I guess. So you could have women in the same situation. They're like, "Oh, mm. oh, I see what you're saying." Uh, but Thanos is a man, so yeah. So it's not- a man talking about men with another man. Is that okay? Uh-huh. No. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, you have a lot of stories where guys talk to each other about women. Going off the rails here. So just go ahead and mm-hmm. add in your thoughts now. <laughs> okay. A good, just a good female story. What is it about? She has to have other motivations than to trying to be liked uh, or trying to be attractive to other men. Mm-hmm. Yeah, may, it's normal for women to like a male character in the story or whatever. Yeah. But she also needs to solve her own issues that can be relatable not to other mm-hmm. women but also to men. Uh, problems that can appeal to what other... She can be going through her life. Uh, maybe she's insecure about things or she's struggling with something that anybody can struggle with not just another woman. And I, I don't I don't like stories that overemphasize like taking in taking that in that that mindset of of oh the women have to be equal they have to be you know they, they have to avoid these certain areas which which they're oversaturated with in the, in, in in a lot of comics mm-hmm. and so so you have some like for for like a few years there was there was no like romantic subplot in in like captain marvel and then more recently apparently she had some some romantic interest in uh what's his face in civil war two War machine, War machine. Oh yeah. Before that, you're like, is oh, I forgot. She interested in anybody? <laughs> I don't know. Man, that yeah. story fell apart fast. It was great in the beginning. <laughs> I loved it, and then yeah. Way too much packed in there. Yeah. Um, well, I think it's interesting. I was just reading the the Wikipedia thing here, and Kelly Sue DeConnick proposed a sexy lamp test. So this is kind of funny. <laughs> if you can replace your female character with a sexy lamp, and the story still works, you probably need another draft. So I think that kind of harkens to the core of what the problem is, is the fact that you're not using the female character for anything but to be there aesthetically. Me. Which is, which is a problem <laughs> in the first place. Yeah. Um, so your female character should actually be characters, should be human beings that live in the same world as the rest of your characters. Um, and that should be the only reason you're putting that person in that role in the first place. Because when you're writing a comic book, when you're writing a movie... You don't just throw characters in there willy-nilly because it takes a lot of time to build somebody yeah. in this. And for most writers, you'll go to people you know or people you've met and build their personality around them. So when you're you're building these personalities of these guys like that you know, all your bros or your friends or, or family or parents or whatever, and then you're like, oh, I need a female, uh, just throw her in there just for no reason. I think that's really what the issue is. There's no thought put into it. You're not building a character... You're putting in basically just a sexy lamp, as it says. Mm-hmm. So I think that's interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I like the idea of uh, put it, put the sexy lamp in as the main ma- the male character then, or maybe. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's what they did uh, on Ghostbusters. Have him be the damsel in this. Right? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think you know <laughs> I, I, I good, and I don't know. Maybe, I don't know how, how people think about this, but I think in the movie Batman versus Superman, the Lewis Lane was given an interesting role, mm-hmm. where she. It almost felt deliberate, 
where she kind of wasn't just a damsel in distress, but she was doing like her own investigation and kind of solving the the, the, the puzzle. The first one. The first Superman too. But not. I wouldn't say Batman and Superman as much. Yeah, she she went the to beginning. the to the coronel to the colonel and she showed him the bullet and she yeah. and she went into the into the the bathroom and he's like and he's like hey this is a man's bathroom and then she started talking to him and then she he was like well maybe you do belong in here but, but, in like ver- <laughs> but in the very beginning she was like investigating some terrorists right exactly Middle yeah. East, right w- would you yeah. say that she was just there to support superman's arc though because then, um, then he goes and saves her and it becomes an issue of like you know oh did he cause that scene over there Mm-hmm. It's like they were. It was a trap. Oh, yeah. It was a trap specifically for him. The reason, like, like that's why she was there. Yeah, but that, that's what we're talking about too. Like you, you mentioned er, earlier, that but, I mean, that's not really an issue. Yeah, it shouldn't be an issue because you see, you see, men for. I mean, men connect to other characters. Like that's yeah. that's a story issue. Then, yeah, exactly. They they used Lewis Lane because Superman loved Lewis Lane. So who? Who better than Lewis Lane to lure Superman into something? So that doesn't mean that Lewis Lane is not a is is being is a, I mean, uh, how do you say that? Plot device. Yeah, I mean she she kind of is, but it doesn't mean it, in this case it's not bad. And then later she gets dropped off a building, right? <laughs> and that, that I was just thinking about that. I was just thinking about that. Everything she gets her, used is just to, like to test Superman in some way. It just seems like. Mm-hmm. But it, it, it is it, that that does happen. But she's she. They also add this other side to her where she's also solving her own issues and and struggling with something. She does talk in the movie with uh, maybe not another woman, but another, with another guy. <laughs> but they talk about something that's not related to to sure. men. Yeah. So you know, there you go. That that I uh, for me it seems like they kind of tried a little bit with that character in that movie. Maybe they didn't uh, succeed entirely, but they did try to not over sexualize her. They were trying to give her a personality. They were trying to <laughs> kind of give another dimension to this character, and I think that they succeeded in to a degree. I mean, what you else? See, you see the movie about it's about Superman anyway. Did I you mean, guys what see else? Arrival? Huh? Did you guys see Arrival? Yeah, yeah, of course. Well, I mean, there you go. Yeah, that's a good movie too. Good, good. Character, woman character but we're talking about comic books here though Can, yeah but I mean it, it all goes down to writing like it yeah. was well written yeah. female character but, but it, yeah <laughs> I think writers I think a lot of people would have an issue though if like if, if Zack Snyder were to say someone if someone were to ask like how, why didn't you use Lois Lane Lots. This is the cream of the crop. Lots and lots of movies talk. The frosting on the pudding bread. Bread pudding. Backwards, sorry. No, okay, none of those things are. are none of those things are good. Um, okay, the we're gonna start off this thing. On the muffin. That's also disgusting. Yeah. Can you can you please say something good before the gravy on the cow's ear? Thank you. Finally, <laughs> okay. So we're gonna start off with double wide, and that's referring to trailers. So we're gonna go over uh, five trailers that have come out in the past week. We're gonna talk a little bit about them. Trailers. What, what was the rating? I forgot the ratings. Good. Oh no, no, it was one thumb down intriguing. or or multiple thumbs up. Yeah. Okay. One thumb up. One thumb down, two thumbs down. What did you think about it? Wait, I'll I, just thought do that. It, I thought it was. It was words. Awesome, I can't remember. Okay or bad. I just didn't like it. Was there was there was one option for that? I thought it was like intriguing. Yeah, it was intriguing. Loved it. Intriguing. Didn't well, like it. Something like that. Come on, man. You should I'm sorry. Remembered. I should have remembered. Think, I wrote them. If you think how does how does Gibbs think? Would would you would you give yourself two uh, uh, like thumb up <laughs> options? One down, or like two levels of hate, and just one. I liked it. Think a lot, about a lot it. of Think hate right it. here. A lot of hate. Oh no. A lot of hate. Okay, oh. so we have exciting. Okay, intriguing. Yep. Middle. Exciting. Mm-hmm. You started. In or the middle. boring. That's not weird. Or boring. <laughs> boring. That was the other. Great one. categories. I love those these are categories. Good. Okay. Well, what happens if so, how? What, no, what no, did you this, fall into? Like I said last week, this is the perfect system. Do not question the what system. If you were infuriated. Do not question the system. The, the only thing you can say is boring. Is boring. 
I was not interested. But you can say it was boring to an infuriating level. Yeah, that's fine. What if you were so infuriated that you were like excited with with fury? There are no others than (laughs) than the thumbs and the the words. We're just gonna go with that and stick with that because it is literally the perfect system. Threes are perfect. Ask Jack White. Okay, so double wide trailers. First trailer. There was only two people in that band. (laughs) That's not the point. Okay. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, a trailer just came out. Um, I thought it was hilarious. Oh, that trailer was the hardest button to button. It was... It was <laughs> are, are we going to stick with the Jack White references now? I should not have thrown that out there. Um, okay, so as far as the trailer stuff, I thought it was entertaining. Baby Groot, like, they're really trying to sell him, I think. Uh, very, And they're doing it very successfully. The big three stole Baby Groot. The, the end of the trailer... I think I reward, rewound, rewound, rewinded, rewound, 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 at least fifteen times and watched. Like I was, cra- I was bawling. Uh, hilarious. When 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 Drag the Destroyer is like, yeah, oh, was, do me, do yeah, me. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Oh, okay. oh, I love Mantis. You have to go see it. It was hilarious. Yeah, I hope she is well developed as a character. <laughs> Awkward. Okay, so um, what did you guys think of that? I say it was exciting. Oh, totally exciting. That's like one of the things things I'm most excited about right now. Um, there are other things, but that's one of them. Count, count me as one that is excited. Yes. Yeah. I count you a bing. Nope, don't do that. Um, um, I thought I thought it's, it's such such a great... Um, the Guardians of the Galaxy is such a great franchise. It's such a great... Like, it's one it's movie, though, but it feels like so much more. They've yeah. they've done so much with like specifically when Baby Groot is sitting there and he's like, "Okay, this is the controller of the bomb." And he's like, "I am Groot," and he's looking. at him, He's like, "Right, I am Groot." Like, okay, yeah, I'm explaining. It. You got it. And he's like, "I am Groot." To press the button. He's like, "Don't press the button." Yeah. Like, there was so much great timed humor in that that trailer. I was like, "This movie is going to be incredible." What is the point of having Vin Diesel's voice if he doesn't? If you don't do it for the purpose of having Vin Diesel's voice, do you think he'll ever get to be Big Groot in this video movie? Who knows? Spoilers. I mean, they're, just using, they're using Vin Diesel's voice. Maybe he'll never become and lowering, Big Groot, like or rise, raising the pitch like a lot. It's kind of funny. Like it doesn't. It's not going to sound anything like Vin Diesel. But but to each his own. That's that's cool. Keep using Vin Diesel. Okay, uh, The Amazing Spider-Man. Uh, you mean Spider-Man Homecoming? Oh, is that what it's called? Right. <laughs> yeah. Or Amazing Spider-Man, the Amazing Spider-Man is a couple of years. The Changing. <laughs> Homecoming. Um, yeah, I I appreciate the the buddy friend character. He's kind of out of the new new comics, new Spider-Man comics. Um, oh, the, the Ultimate Universe ones? Uh, I'm just gonna head. Yep. Yeah, I can't remember the names of it. It's the new Spider-Man. He's black Hispanic, and Miles Morales. Miles Morales, and then you still have Peter Parker, but Miles Morales's buddy is like what this character is because he's the Ultimate Universe. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> anyway, uh, I was not that impressed with the trailer. Ooh, I was thoroughly impressed. So I thought it was interesting. I was definitely intrigued. I was definitely excited. Excited. What what made you excited about it specifically? Um, different things like Tony Stark is in it, and he seems to help out Spider Man a little bit. I thought it was pretty cool. So I remember love, this. I love my boy. Remember Robert this, Tyler. If we ever make a movie, we want to impress Abdiel. Just put Robert Downey Jr. Oh, in oh hands down. He will love it. If in your movie, hands Robert, solo down. Exactly. No, like Robert Downey Jr. is one of my favorite actors. He's actually, I'm actually sad that. Not sad. That he gets older? Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually sad that I know that he's going to die someday. No. But, um... It's going to be with man. Oh, my gosh. Oh, oh that, that is sad. That truly is sad. Oh. He's the greatest. No, but... I know what I'm saying is, is that it's sad that he got sucked into the Marvel Universe. It's, it's a kind of a bittersweet taste because I, I like him. I like that I'm going to... It seems like I'm going to see him forever until he dies. Until they stop paying him. Be Tony Stark. I don't think he's gonna, they're going to stop paying him. I think they, they're paying him a lot of money, and he has expressed in the past that Robert Downey Jr. is all about the money. He has expressed in the past that he doesn't do indie films because they don't make money, and if there's no money, he's not going to be in it. So I think he is typecasted. I think he's he's going to be Iron Man forever, and I don't know if he's going to get 
other roles. Well, he'll still also be Sherlock Holmes every five or six years. <laughs> yeah, well, hopefully. I don't know Maybe. how that's happening. Yeah, I, I, I'm waiting for story. that third movie, man. I love I love. We're talking about movies. We just haven't heard any specifics. So, anyway. I heard specifically they wanted to put him in another one. <laughs> okay. Um, anyway, he's a, I'm excited because of that. I'm excited because uh, it seems like Spider-Man has a cool suit where, you know, you have the web. The webs. The, those are kind of cool. Classic 90s. Uh, I mean, it's Spider-Man. It's my favorite uh, Marvel superhero. My second favorite superhero of all time. So, I love Spider-Man. Spider-Man's great. Uh, when I was a kid, I used to s- s- pretend that I was Spider-Man and swing around. Yeah, Spider-Man. I imagine I was swinging around. Actually, this actually... great. And I think it's a lot of people's favorite. Uh, uh, we just saw that he was the, the this guy. What's his name? Patton Oswalt? Yeah, Pat. What? Patton Oswalt? Yeah, exactly. Patton Oswalt. Well, yeah, what are you saying? His favorite superhero. Yeah, I mean, but that was a really good point. What you said about all the superheroes being super brooding... And uh, DC, and they were doing the same thing with Spider-Man. Amazing Spider-Man, I liked it. The second one was okay, but it was kind of like broody a little bit. Yeah, that was the point. It's like his buddies didn't work out, yeah. and the girl thing, she died, and everything. Spoiler alert. Um, oh, Michael Keaton is Michael Keaton. The that so that would be, be cool. And he looked really cool. Like the, the guy from uh, Need for Speed. You guys don't remember Need for Speed movie where he's yeah, like it's the crazy. He's in the, in the movie. Yeah, he's in the movie. He's like the crazy guy in charge of the race. Oh, um, Cannonball Run or whatever. Yes, guy from Community. Okay, anyway, Troy, Troy Barnes. Troy, yeah. who plays Troy? Donald Glover. Yeah, he's in this movie. Cool. Um, That's super cool. It's worth mentioning. Yeah. <laughs> Third uh, is. Massive letdown. Transformers: The Last Night. I didn't necessarily like the Transformers. I liked one, and I liked two. Okay. Boring. Three was three was not that great. Uh, never saw four because it was, it was so too, good. Too smashing, and everything just blended together. Just at the very, I enjoyed the last bit of three. Whether in the, I don't know. It's just like a. Whatever, I, don't, I really don't care about that much. So I'm not going to finish. The heat of an action movie. I but you have to admit, all the trailers for Transformers have been really good. Have you, have you watched? Okay, all the trailers for them the have been like one was pretty good. really good, <laughs> especially when it's like a team. You might be true. I mean, you might be the tra- right. the trailers are really good. Like they get you excited, but then the movie is terrible, obviously. So that's a big letdown because the Transformers trailer was super boring. I was not into it. At I all. watched the first half of it. <laughs> fell asleep to, to have the trailer and then we switched to Transformers 1 trailer I couldn't which was great the which was great I wouldn't even watch the trailer for the fourth one I was like I saw yeah. those dinosaurs and I was like why is this happening I honestly just enjoy Shia LaBeouf for some strange reason I do enjoy him too. Uh, because I think he's a good actor yeah my parents always said I was like him when I was younger so I was like oh I like this guy it's cool Perfect. to have him Perfect on the show yeah spazzy um, <laughs> and then when he was gone I just kind of lost interest so that was awful and boring. Boring, 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 mm-hmm, boring. Sure. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, fourth, super exciting. Thank War you. for the Planet of the Apes. Ooh, those apes, man, they keep coming back. Can't get rid of they them. Keep, I, I'm, a, I'm thoroughly impressed by how they can make these movies uh, be cool and people like them. And, you know, they, they've made so many. I'm going to do a quote now. I did not start this war. That was a quote from the trailer. Okay. You're welcome. You're good, man. You you said you're welcome. You have to thank him now. That's (laughs) the rule. I don't. I don't have to thank him. (laughs) That's the rule. You You have to thank him. In America, you have to thank somebody. Anyway. (laughs) Anyway, yeah. Excited. Excited? I'm interested to see. I kind of, in the trailer, we, we, um, we mentioned it when we were watching it. Seems like there's some sort of uh, an alliance between monkeys and men. And yeah, because at one point you see the monkey oh, behind monkeys and men. helping out. I want that movie. Monkeys and monkeys and men. But yeah, super excited for War of Planet of the Apes. I loved the the first and second movie. I loved all the past uh, Planet of the Apes movies. So I love their jumps in time. Like the first one was about this monkey. This guy is giving him these these uh, experimental. What is it, like drugs or whatever? I don't know. This guy is called James Franco. James Franco, Franco whatever. So, and James he, Franco, so the yes. whole movie is about his relationship with this ape. Yeah, it was great. It was great. And then the end, everything just goes bonkers. And you're like, whoa, this is yeah. kind of crazy. I didn't expect it to 
go to that level, you know? Uh-huh. And then the second one, it's all happened. Like, it's already happened. And it's good, too. The second it's one, I was like, man, great. it's really good. It's great. It's super intense, but at the same time, it's very watchable. It's mm-hmm. not... Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then this and third one, I thought the war was in the second one. The third one would be, like, a resolution or something. But that's that's not the case. The third one seems to actually be the war. The second one's, like, the skirmish. <laughs> yeah. And also, I mean, apes riding horses. Apes on horses. Who doesn't love that? Yeah. Who doesn't love We're that? getting to the... This will be full of but animal Shout out to... Uh, on top of other animals. Christian Harloff. Dif- the dif- different species of animals are on top of other animals. He's the cutest thing ever. <laughs> have, you, have you ever watched the Schmoes No on YouTube? No. They have... <laughs> the guy, Christian Harloff and Mark Ellis, host it. And they always have... When the movies come out, they have these, like... Shirts that have a silhouette of an ape riding a horse. <laughs> it's just right. like apes on horses... And uh, Apes on Horses 2. <laughs> That's how they name them. I was like, that would be a great name for these movies. <laughs> That's awesome. There probably will be... Because, you know, you have trilogies, they gotta be... You know, they gotta fit a certain mold. And there will probably be... The Statue of Liberty in it. Sticky Little Beach. Uh, hopefully. Um, okay, the last one. So excited. 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 I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited. Excited? Okay. I'm excited. Three excited. Three. I'm excited about that one. I'm excited. Okay, I think every single Planet of the Apes I've ever seen, I have enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Every the, single? Even the, the 2001? First, the first even the 2001. Oh, that was... Also oh, Mark man. Wahlberg. I was a kid back then. I, I, I didn't know my... my I did not. Like like we were kids. Like, I, I saw that know. around the time I came out. Before I even saw a Charles Heston version. So I was like, this was, a, this was my introduction to the franchise. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, me too. Oh, no. I watched Charles Heston with my dad because he was like, this is the worst sci-fi movie you'll ever watch. So And then you loved it. So he we watched that and then he was like, this is the best sci-fi movie you'll ever watch. And it was uh, 2001 Space Odyssey. So he just wanted to show me when I was like... There was nothing wrong. I was probably like There's eight. Like, Maybe that nine. bad about I like the Charlton Heston one. There's a reason they made like twenty more in that decade. <laughs> they did make like I think six or seven. Or and then they started wearing clothes after that. It was great. Yeah, they got more mean, and like, more ridiculous. More, more but ridiculous I mean, there is a plot to all of them. If you read about sure. it, it's kind of interesting. Okay, the last uh, trailer we had this week was for the Mummy. Now I was the not movie. interested in this at all, but it's part of a franchise. Uh, they're starting. I don't know if it's Paramount or Sony. I can't remember. But they're starting a, a monster Universal franchise. Studios. Is it Universal? Mm-hmm. They're starting a monster franchise, and they're op- kind of opening it up with the Mummy being the first one. But they have another monster there, Russell Crowe. He's Doctor Yickles, Yen- Ye- is there or Jenkins? He's the doctor that drinks a formula and he becomes like the Hulk. Doctor Jekyll and Hyde. Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah, there we go. So, doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Um, hopefully so they, it's not going to be the League of Extraordinary I don't think, I hope it does. I hope it culminates with that. Ah, uh, me too, definitely. Pass <laughs> down. And I think they will. That movie ruined his, his entire work, body of work. Um, Sean so Connery? That, yeah. I don't know. Who, who else would we be talking I about never, that entire movie? I There's never not even... watched the movie, so it didn't ruin the body of work for me. Oh, you didn't? <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was awful. Uh, okay. Now we have our second section, The Oregon Trail, where we... Walk along the path, Ooh. trip over a small rock of, called Upcoming Movies. And when you look at, turn around and look at this rock, we're going to hmm. turn it over, we're going to look at the bottom of it, and it says Star Wars Rogue One. It, so we're going to talk about this. by leeches. Yeah. I mean, it's disgusting. The rock is, don't get me wrong, it's disgusting. But, like but the leeches say Star Wars one. Rogue One in it. Okay. The reviews are in. For Rogue One, because the, the reviews, premiere, like the actual, reviews, not the reviews, just the the, the first thoughts. Critics reviews, can't let the reviews out till Wednesday, heard. so these are just first thoughts. The red carpet was uh, yesterday, and so people tweeted out just their initial reactions. Some of them were, "This might be this best Star Wars story." Uh, people worried about Star Wars Rogue One not being a gritty war film. Don't worry. And then another one said that Donnie Yen uh, playing Truitit Mway and K2SO really steal the movie. So really we all have tickets life. Friday. Donnie Yen dies. We're going to go see it. No, don't. Spoilers. Like most of them probably. <laughs> Everybody knows that. Everybody dies. Um, what do you guys think? I'm super excited for this. But the robots. I, I'm more excited. The robot's for head movie. is going to get put into R2-D2. 
I, I am more excited for this movie than I've ever been for this movie. Yeah. So because your hype was, level is steadily. It's been dropping, and now it's coming back yeah, up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I think it's gonna be really good. Um, I had worries, and my worries were that when I see a Star Wars movie, um, I'm looking, I'm waiting for for this Jedi standoff. You know, when when you see a Star Wars movie, you you see. You 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 know you you wait for the character build the two v one at the end. There's always up. a one or two v one exactly. But there's this final lightsaber duel or anything. That's when you're like, wow. Hey, um, so I I was scared about that. That this movie's not, definitely not gonna have that. But then I thought, you know, obviously this movie's not gonna have that. But they're gonna use that time that otherwise. Or the, in that in that opportunity that they would otherwise use it for a lightsaber duel or something like that, they're gonna use it to do that like this amazing, you know, blaster rifle and, and X wings and and Tie fighters battle and AT and T's AT and AT and are gonna be there. You know, I'm expecting. A, you know, I'm, now I'm thinking. You no, know, there's gonna be like a full blown amazing battle there. You know, like a war, like I'll save you, saving Private Ryan or something like yeah. that, but Star Wars. Yeah, exactly. So I hope so. I'm, gonna tell you I, I'm excited. About, I'm going to tell you something about this movie. Tell me something about this okay. movie. Rogue Speak One. Fact. The, the gist of like this movie, I think, is going to be the gist. It is a period of civil war. Okay. Rebel spaceships striking from a hidden base have won their first victory against the evil Galactic Empire. What, what does that mean? What was what kind of first victory? Well, let me tell you. During the battle, rebel spies managed to steal secret plans to the Empire's ultimate weapon. The so, Death Star. No way. An armored space station with enough power to destroy an entire planet. Mm-hmm. I think I think that somewhere in that plot synopsis... Which is from... A, we're going to find a movie. A New Hope. Right? Yeah. That's the that's like, the crawl from New Hope. Yeah. yeah and that's yeah. that's pretty much what uh, John Nolan... movie. Yeah, John Knoll took took from it is that he always read that as a kid, seeing the first line and Song then the rebel line. steal, yep. and he was like, "Oh, I wonder what that would be like." I want that. And so he here said, we are. He said with his eyes. He said, "I want that." Mm-hmm. What like Morse code? With eye language. Okay. Um, you mentioned earlier. Abdiel mentioned earlier how you really enjoyed uh, Magnificent Seven, Seven Samurai, where it came from. I feel like. You're gonna find that there's a lot of similarities between that and this film, in the the whole team aspect of it, bringing these people together, like the unlikely hero thing. Yeah, no, but not only that, because when I watched it, I haven't seen the original Magnificent, Magnificent Seven, but uh, there are moments in Seven Samurai, the original Seven Samurai that came in the fifties, I think. Mm-hmm. Fifty-four. Uh, Fifty-four. Um, and that they have those exact same moments on the this magnificent seven mm-hmm. like the same thing but instead of samurais uh cowboys, cowboys. and yeah. for example in the in the magnificent seven magnificent seven you have this moment where one cowboy one cowboy and another cowboy are having like this standoff and you know where they kind of wait for something a sound to go off and they'll they'll both like whoever's the fastest they'll go um They'll, they'll take the gun out and, and, and shoot each other, and whoever's the fastest wins. That's the idea, right? right. Whoever's the fastest and has the better aim. So there's two cowboys that are doing this, but then, and you are seeing this in the movie, and then they, they, they how do you call that? They take their, their, when they take their gun out of the holster, how do you call that? Draw. They draw, okay, they draw their guns and, and shoot, and but they shoot two cans. Instead of each other, they shoot two cans. And, and, and it's kind of hard to notice who hit the can first, but they both hit it. And then this guy's saying, oh, like, the main, the, the, the good character, he hit the can first, so he wins. But then the, the loser is like, oh, let's do it for real. And, and he's like, no, nah, you're, you're an idiot. Let's, let's not do it for real. But then they do it for real, and, you know, the main, the, one of the main characters wins the, the, the duel, and he actually ends up killing the other person. So that that's exact same thing happens in the fifty four seven samurai yeah. where there's two samurais are facing each other with wooden swords, and one of them wins, but it's not entirely clear 
how he won. So then the loser is like, oh no, let's do it for reals, and then they get like real swords and they they do it, then they do a duel for real, and, and you know, so it's like the same thing, yeah. and, and that's not, it's not just that; it also happens the same way with other moments in the movie. So I thought that was really interesting. I knew I I, I knew that Magnificent Seven, or I thought that Magnific Magnificent Seven, Magnificent Seven, was inspired by Seven Samurai, but now. I realize that it's not just inspired, but it's an adaptation yeah. of the movie. S straight over. Yeah. Okay, so our last uh, part is Discovery, which is super, super uh, well-named for this. Be before we move on, I just wanted to say that yeah. for all those millions of people listening out there to this podcast, okay. Seven Samurai is my favorite action movie of all time. All time? Of all time. Action? Okay. Yeah, it is an action movie, actually. Yeah, it, it is. It's considered to be an action movie. It is an action movie in the same way that Star Wars is an action movie, in the same way that Avengers is an action movie. There's character development, but there's... the main. The there's main... a lot more adventure in Star Wars, I'd say, but uh, it's more of yeah. like a fantasy. Yeah, I mean, you, you can you can, you, you can say it's a sci-fi movie, an adventure yeah. movie, a fantasy sci-fi movie, yeah. but there's action in the movie, and <laughs> action is one of the main... Uh, a main one of the draws. Like. One, of, yeah, one of the main draws of of the movie, yeah. if not the main draw. The same way because there's a lot of character development and and there's sort of like an, a, an adventure feel to Seven Samurai too. Yeah, but it's also a movie about them solving their problems through action. Yeah, like Star Wars. Yeah. Okay. So you're talking about your favorite movie. Mm -hmm. This would be considered my favorite action. Movie. Okay, well, this will be Might considered be my favorite. Oh, uh, it's hard because Star Wars is a space opera. I love Star Wars, but this is like an epic space film. Uh, so this is the discovery section. We talk about an old movie that everybody should watch and look into. Seven Samurai will be one of them one day. But for now, we're going to talk about Two Thousand One: A Space Odyssey. I have not seen that movie, but it should. I, I yeah, you should definitely see. see this. I'm waiting for a good snow day to watch it. Well, it's coming up because uh, it's snowing right now. Yeah. Um. Stanley Kubrick is the director. He's he's directed a ton of really well, uh, what would you call it, reviewed movies. Highly acclaimed is probably a better word for it. Uh, the screenplay is actually written by Arthur C. Clarke uh, and Stanley Kubrick together. It's a 1968 sci-fi film. It was inspired by, inspired by a short story by Arthur C. Clarke called The Sentinel, uh, a scientist goes to a moon, goes to the moon and to see a recently discovered artifact that's carbon dated for four hundred mil or four million years prior. So it's a super old artifact. It's this monolith, uh, and then it kind of skips ahead to a crew of two scientists aboard a ship called the Discovery One. They're heading to the moon, and on board the ship is also uh, three crew members. They're in hyper. What is it called? Cryogenic hibernation. And there's a computer called HAL 9000. And they just call it HAL. It's this artificial intelligence. It controls everything. Uh, they are on a ship headed to Jupiter on an unknown mission that only the computer HAL knows what the mission actually is, why they're going to Jupiter. Uh, it, got, it had like really mixed reviews at first when it first came out in 68, but it became, over time the highest-grossing North American film at the time. Really? It was nominated for four Academy Awards and won one for special effects because the effects are, are really well done. Super interesting. It's incredible because the movie came out before there was any kind of long-term space... I mean, nobody had been in space that long in 68. Mm -hmm. So when the this... came out in 68? 1968. No way. Yeah, so... It looks really good. For it looks really good yeah, for 68. It looks like a late 80s movie. And um, all the scientific things that happen, all the space things, the only thing that's off is that uh, at one part, a character's jettisoned, he breathes in. And they say, oh, in actuality, you would breathe out. But that's the only part that's not accurate. Everything else is completely accurate to being in space. Mm -hmm. So that's another part that makes it it's super realistic. But you mean he's jettisoned and he breathes, breathes in? Don't hold your breath if you ever go in space. Don't hold your breath if you go in space. Um, yeah. So you have to breathe out. Yeah, you have to breathe out. No oxygen. Yeah. Um, nominated four Academy Awards, won one. To another ship without a helmet. 
It has quickly become regarded as one of the greatest and most influential films ever made. Can you be without a helmet in space? Yeah, breathe out. Really? Yeah, it's a vacuum. There's no... There's nothing there. Like the coldest cold you would have ever felt in your life. Oh, what the coldest cold. But I, no, I, wind. For some so. reason, I thought you would, you would instantly die in space. No, but just the lack uh, of heat. The lack of heat. You jump out of space. I'm not talking about wind chill. But just yeah, but there's no wind. So, I mean, you're, you're wearing like a suit. Like, you're not naked out there. No, no but let's say you jump out. This is the cold on your face if you didn't have a helmet. Imagine that. Yeah, I mean, it'd be painful. I mean, but Star-Lord did it. Star-Lord could, I mean, Star-Lord can do it. I could do it. Space crystallizing. Yeah. Remember when he woke up and he was like, that was awesome. It's not so cold you couldn't survive, like, immediately, but... Yeah, you have heads don't explode in space like it happens in some movies. You have a solid, you know, minutes, minutes, a minute or two. That's it, but... But still, like, for, like being for, underwater. Let's say you're ten seconds from one ship to another. That would just be one of the probably. It'd probably a pretty be a pretty excruciating experience that you I, would survive from. I don't know if it's really that. I mean, okay. Anyway, I want to try it now. <laughs> it is deemed culturally, historically, and aesthetically significant by the U.S. Library of Congress. So that's pretty important. Um, there was a few. I don't have all the references, but it was also named like number four out of the top ten films ever made. Oh. Uh, one of the best directed films ever. Uh, the American Film Association. I don't remember who it was, but so it's a it's a big movie. It's a long movie. The beginning is kind of rough to watch, first ten minutes, but the whole movie has a point. And I think being able to watch the film in 2016, knowing what the future actually is like, um, it's kind of neat to see what people from the early 70s, late 60s thought of the future. I thought how things were going to progress. It's just kind of neat to look back on. And it's it's super nostalgic, super, super well-done movie. And honestly, it doesn't matter how the special effects are. If a movie is well-directed, you're going to love it. Mm, I need to watch this movie. I know it's like so, three hours long. but It's a really good movie. It has a lot it's of good points. three hours on. long. It's two plus. So, Seven Samurai is three hours and 30 minutes. Yeah, that seems kind of crazy. He has a, an inter... Like a inter... Interlude. Huh? Interlude. Okay, yeah, like, you feel like, like a play. So you can go get popcorn. How about Australia? Australia did not have an <laughs> No, I didn't, but it was like a two, it was two movies in one. Yeah, it was pretty It was two hour and a half movies. Okay. It was a movie in the Outback and then a movie in World War Two. Exactly. That's that's actually true. It was a three-hour movie. So. Outback was probably better. Probably would have been better. It's it just two two different things. I mean, World it, War II was fun. It was it felt I mean, felt it very. Fun. That was a weird you know, film. Was... That was a weird film. I was totally disappointed. Kung Pao Under the Fist. That had interlude. I mean, it's <laughs> only an hour well, and a half a movie. That's a weird film. Right, but I mean, it was it's funny. Like they had like a goofy interlude. Okay. Uh, that talks about candy me, and popcorn. Mm. Back to you. I get this is, this is the this is that time everybody. Like, but do 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 we need to discuss anything more about Star Wars being that we um, talked about Rogue One and and kind of all it was was a preview for what we're excited to talk about next time. I'm gonna upload this. Yeah. Uh, pretty soon we're going to ideally before a, Friday. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. what I was gonna say. We're gonna have a review of Rogue One after we see it. Yeah. Immediately and put it up so. That should be up on Friday or Saturday. I don't know if Rebels is still having new episodes during the typically mid-season break of shows, but I've, I've I haven't been real impressed with Rebels this season. Um, last episode was probably the best episode Rebels has ever put out. Really, I may not have seen it then. You I may not be caught that. up. It's hard because they don't—they're not consistent. You have to just kind of like you gotta. Oh, okay. Then no, I didn't see it. it um, so yesterday crap. for us. Yeah. Okay. Do they have uh, Admiral What's his face? Just wait and see. You'll love it. They've had a super slow burn of uh, yeah. They had a lot of filler of this that. season. Yeah, uh, but man, this season. Pretty, when I mean, when they get it right, they get it super right. But and then everything else is just kind of filler. You you have like, you have legitimately like some of the best Star Wars stories that like that have been made. Really? About two or three episodes out of each season, and you're like, I'm so glad I watched this. But then the rest of it, you're like, Oh, I learned the. A random little piece of uh, like backstory to one of the characters, and have like a a generic adventure that they all get involved in for twenty minutes or whatever. 
So it's yeah. Yay. It's kind of a okay. Pretty cool. We, we kind of. So, anyways, have to wrap up. I think we I think we just killed some more Bothans with boredom. <laughs> and that that's it. We're gonna cut thirty minutes out of this. It's gonna be awesome. <laughs> Perfect. Proud, proud of you guys. But thank you. Probably, also, I want to give a shout out to my friend Sean. He got married uh, a couple weeks. He's been married for like a month now. Traditional whoop whoop for the for married friends. Okay. Three, two, that one. That sounds inappropriate. Whoop whoop. Whoop whoop. whoop, whoop. Hoorah. Uh, okay. So um, he's doing really good. Congratulations. Hope you're happy and live forever. Hope you're happy. <laughs> I hope you're glad you left me for a woman. I hope you're happy. I hope you're happy. I hope you're happy. Whatever, you guys. Okay. Well, thank you for listening. Thanks for listening. Go drink some milk and go to sleep. Oh, I know. And Hydration. Yes. Uh, don't forget to support your local comic book store. And uh, libraries. Did you know you can get you can check out movies for free at most of them? Also, uh, don't forget to spay and neuter your cats. I believe that's another one. I, <laughs> also, don't forget aim. to floss at least once a day, but yeah. better if you do it Speaking twice. Speaking of spay and neutering your cats, Drew Carey is a way weirder Bob Barker. Then you'd probably need to get also, a new, don't new forget host. to wear socks. But change them shoes. every time you get them wet. Because that's how you, that's how you also, get messed you, up as a soldier. You never know when you're going to run out of toilet paper and you'll have a handy sock to help you out. <laughs> oh, man, I just used my last sock for toilet paper. But also, put toilet paper into your socks.